Welcome to Return to Citizen Association. My name is Ricky Gaines. I am so excited to be here. Uh, we have a house full. Thank everyone for uh, sharing your Sundays with us. Um, I'm gonna start with our mission. The mission of Return to Citizen Association is uh, to increase the economic, political, and social capital of returning citizens in the United States. And the reason why it's about the United States, our idea is about thinking globally and acting locally. So we have institutions throughout the United States of America, correctional institutions, and we have people returning home. And we want to increase the opportunities for these individuals. I'm one of them individuals. Um, just briefly, uh, our mission, when we say economics, we mean legitimate jobs. We mean uh, legitimate income, entrepreneurship, things of that nature. We mostly come from, uh, a lot of us have a past with this illegal hustling, right? So we want to turn that around. Um, when we say political, uh, we're talking about ending the collateral consequences that that most of us face when we come home from prison or or jails, um, and that's after parole and all that stuff. We still face these barriers, and uh, when we say social capital, uh, increase the social capital, we're talking about uh, not walking in that stigmatization that 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 incarceration kind of like leaves on you when you come home. You know, people look at you differently and they treat, uh, try to treat you differently. So our idea is to say that we're just citizen. That's the reason why the name uh, Returning Citizen Association, we pay our taxes uh, today. Like most of us are gainfully employed and like contributing positively to our family, to the community. So that's the reason why we formed this organization in March of uh, 2022 to just increase the opportunities for people like ourselves and our families and, and even people who haven't been incarcerated. You know, uh, just because I was in prison and I turned my life around, don't think that it was easy. and don't think that uh, that was my goal when I went to prison. I still was messing up. Um, if anybody know me, you guys know the stuff I was involved in. But some kind of way, I found my way out of that stuff. And guys like me and, and women like me. That's what we are connecting with. Uh, yeah, uh, so one last thing, the, the intro. So I want to hear from everyone here, and I want you guys to uh, introduce yourself, tell us what you're doing, tell us what you're about. Um, kind of take as much time as you can, but also bear in mind that we have, let's see here, we have 12 people on this call. Uh, and then with these three, so we have about 15 people that's going to speak. But I want to hear from everyone um, and I want to connect with everyone. Um, we're about building community. We planning to give these public events coming up here soon. So maybe I'll mention that today's going to be about healthy relationships. And the idea is when we incarcerated, we are encouraged and prompted to do work on ourselves. Like because for me, I looked around. I was in maximum security prison level four, had a life sentence, no date for parole, no date for hearings, nothing. And I say, what happened? What's going on? Like, what happened to you, man? Like, you know, I had a pretty good upbringing. Uh, uh, yeah, we all had this dysfunctional uh, family type stuff, but that's no excuse for to land me in prison for life. So I had to cry, claw and crawl my way up. And uh, that just, it just gave me motivation to share my knowledge with people because like, like everyone's not here. Like, like, there may be people on this call that you guys are going to hear that there are some really tough situations. And we hope to be able to help people out with the information and the knowledge that we uh, present. And you guys are all important in that, too, because you got some skills. You got some skills and, and, and some knowledge and some abilities to share with people. So right now, um, thank you, guys. So thank you. Oh, my God. I'm so honored. Well, let me just say this. Look, 
So we have some contributions already. So uh, uh, today, oh, also like when you get your intro, it's customary to say, what region are you in? Today, we're doing a show from Sacramento. And again, our mission is the entire United States. So it's important for us to say what region we are in because we need to know and we need to understand how we are connected and we're not in the same location. Like ideas, like my first book. So I'm an author. Um, um, I started writing when I was in prison and I started a publishing company. My first book is, is titled Ideas More Powerful Than Force. Right. And the reason why I did that is because I was in the street. I was being very forceful. Me and my people um, that I know. Right. And, and, and it, it didn't really like it just got me in prison. That's it. It got me in prison for being forceful and violent and all that stuff. And I got a reawakening. And, and it was it was through the, the mind and the heart. <laughs> you know, so that's what we're doing here. We're trying to connect these ideas and these uh, these 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 concepts and bring them to each community that we know. We know it's people like this, us in these communities. So I'm not going to talk too much, but I'm just going to say this. I want you guys to tell us what region are you in when you said your re your uh, intro. And Nana, before you go, let me say one thing. I started to say it, but I didn't. I got sidetracked. So I want you guys to see this shirt right here. So we have this logo of all of us sitting around a round table. And here, there's no big eyes, no little U's. We are together. So the brother, man, that made this shirt, man, I don't know if y'all can see this thing, right? Now let me show you the back. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I'm just saying, right? Not only did the brother come and bring me this as a token of his, his, like his support, he also created this backdrop. I don't know if y'all can see that thing. But 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 every time y'all see us now, we gonna have some return to citizen stuff. So I just want to say, man, look, it's people that's like like money and all this different credibility. That ain't the stuff. Like 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 what we're doing. This stuff is so beautiful, and I'm just so grateful. I thank every each and every one of you. I just want to mention that. I'm gonna start with Dre. Dre gonna pass it to uh, Nina, and let's go. Hello, my name is. Andrea Gaines, I'm Richard's wife. I'm a business account executive at Vexus Fiber. I've been in the communication industry for about 20 years. Um, we have a publishing company called Capital Gains LLC and plus returning citizens. And then I'm a wife and a mom and a grandma. <laughs> um, I haven't been physically incarcerated, but I did do 10 years alongside Ricky. And that's why I'm here. I'm here as a person representing people who have been affected by the carceral system. You know, it was traumatic for me a little bit. It's a lot just with the unknowns and, you know, that go along with someone who is in prison. So that's why I'm here. I'm also here to support um, the increasing of the economical, political and social capital of returning citizens, you know, to help with that transition for all you know, which would be someone like Ramon and Ricky and, you know, others who are here because that's an ongoing thing. Dinah? Hi, my name is Nina Clark. I got to say, Ricky, that I can't stay on here today because I have to visit somebody in a hospital in, in the city. So I got to drive to the city. But um, I am in Contra Costa County. Um, my name is Nina Clark. I work with Ricky, he's my coworker, and he came with me with this ideal 
you know, that he was starting up this thing. And I'm like, say less. I done had, I have been impacted by family members, ex-boyfriends, doing time in a pen for so long, you know. So I thought that this was a, a great ideal. I've done time, but I haven't been to the pen, thank God. But I've, I've been incarcerated in uh, Santa Rita. And that gave me a moment of clarity right there. If you if you do, if you done done time in Santa Rita, you know it is no joke. It's, they call it the baby pen. So that gave me a moment of clarity, and um, I got out and you know just started doing what I needed to do. I always worked in the field. I've been in the field for about twenty plus years um, in San Francisco. So I'm from Oakland. So um, yeah, I got a pretty extensive background but welcome everybody i'm glad you guys i'm glad to see new faces welcome if anybody just came home welcome home nina is our community liaison y'all nina is huge nina is almost the main reason of our podcast <laughs> understand that nina is huge uh, hi ricky how are you so you guys hi i'm mario um i'm from san francisco in the bay area and i am um a lot of things. Um, I'm a fashion celebrity stylist, produce fashion shows and work with a lot of celebrities. But I'm also an activist at heart. Um, I've been in and out of prison for years. And uh, when I was in prison and doing my incarceration, um, I was cellies with a lot of lifers. And I played house with a lot of lifers. Just let me say that. And when I got out, I was always focused about the prison focus. Uh, I would go on the radio every week and talk about prison focus. And my prison focus was about changing life or sentences for a lot of lifers that had been incarcerated for a long time and, and had been incarcerated for a long time and had not went back to see judges to fix their sentences. So they were on the shelf for 15, 20 years and not getting their sentence fixed. So I was really about that because I was in love with a lifer. And I was down for whatever it took to, to, to get him home and just try to be a part of changing the system. Um, it took me again to go back and forth to be with the lifer and going back and forth to prison. And when I came home and I was finished with my final jokes, um, I decided that I wanted to still be connected uh, with people that was in prison. And so I started working for uh, the, 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 the probation department and doing groups, and my group was called Raw Talk, and it was about breaking the vicious cycle uh, for people who were still in the in addiction, people that were still on parole, and were still going back and forth. And so now I just opened up my own facility, and it's called Spears Community Impact, and my group is called The Game Changer. And The Game Changer is about us taking a look at our, our, our behaviors and, and, and changing our narratives on how we see things and do things. And it's also about finding, uh, people, meeting people where they're at, actually, and finding out what's their skill set, and let's get them some uh, entrepreneurs to open up their own business. So you know how a lot of us may come home, Lil Ray Ray might not have a lot of skills, but Lil Ray Ray know how to uh, cut hair. So how do we get Lil Ray Ray to start opening up his own business? and start focusing on his own business, to do his own business. So that's kind of where we at, and I'm based in San Francisco, and um, that's my story. Thank you. How you doing? My name is Jesse Pitts. 
I'm in Los Angeles area of California. I just served 29 years on a 36 to life sentence. And I'm currently going through the 1437, the resentencing phase in the courts, but the judge is not having it, you know. So I'm back in the appeal court on it. I've been there since 2018. I've been free since 2000, January 26, 2021. I'm going on two years now. It's beautiful out here. And, um, I'm in Los Angeles, and they need a lot of services out here. I know people that got out after me, and like myself, if my family didn't have my birth certificate, my Social Security card, I wouldn't have had it. If I didn't know my ID number and have a driver's license before I went to prison, I wouldn't have had ID card. But I knew them by memory, so I prepared for this day to come home. And when I came home, I got my driver's license the same week I came home. And I'm working at McDonald's, but it's not, it's not, I'm too old for McDonald's to be lifting stuff. So now I got to use the skills that I learned in prison with dealing with people. You working though. You yes, work. it is. I'm a, how much did we work for when we was incarcerated? I don't mean to That's, cut you I, I, I tell them, I tell them that, I say, I, I did the same job in Pelican Bay for 32 cents an hour. And I was, I was a lead man. Now you give me 16 hours, you know. Yeah. Congratulations. Anything beats a blank. That's for yes, sure. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. All right. I'm going to pass it to Trey. Brother, thank you, Brother Jesse. Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm Trey G. Raleigh. Pleasure to be here tonight. My boy, Matt Malik, brought me on here. So thank you to my brother for bringing me on. Um, I'm a resident on the East Coast side of Maryland. Uh, a little bit about me. I'm a captain in the United States Air Force. Been serving the Air Force for five, almost six years now. I'm in the process of transitioning out to be on the National Guard to do that temporarily. So while I'm doing that, I've developed a, uh, a LLC uh, called Trade G. Raleigh LLC. And we are a video production photography team where we create uh, video content of cinematic quality for all creators and local businesses in the United States. So we are a traveling agency. Um, and I'll be setting shop in Los Angeles in April of 2023. So, and I'm also a professional actor as well. So my, uh, my, my skills and my arts I would like to bring to our community is allowing people to showcase their talent, but also let their story be heard. There are a lot of people who have a lot of impactful stories that will be relatable to what things are going on, but we're so focused on the bells and whistles that we don't listen to the common folks that actually understand what goes on in their own village. And that's what my production team does. Um, and with my skills in the military and the skills in the arts as an actor, I provide that mentorship and provide that, that realism of just like, Hey, you can still be cool. You can still be yourself, but knowing there's a different side of things. Um, and I, I've never experienced the incarceration side, but, um, I do provide considerable consideration for those who do. So uh, that's a little bit about me. And thank you for being a part of, uh, allowing me to be a part of this. Thank you, Trey. Hey, brother, I'm over here salivating <clears throat> my mouth, man, when I hear that videography stuff, because you know what? That's what the need I work with Trey. Trey is what's saying. Like, oh my God, y'all, we getting ready to do something big. 2023 going to be huge. Thank you, brother. 2023 is going to be huge because of the connections that we're making and the, the, 
the, the, the motivation inside people's hearts, you know, like the motivation that's already there and the skills that we already have. Um, that's exactly it. So I'll be over there. Even you want to talk before I even get there. We're going to make it work. Thank you. Thank you, Troy. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you. My name is Danny Cotton. And I'm, uh, I'm from Oakland, Vallejo. I live in Vallejo now. Uh, my last joke was 16 years uh, for burglary. And I'm an ex-addict. I'm an addict. That's what I say. So, uh, but I have a multitude of years incarceration, you know, and that was just the last joke I did, you know. So, uh, I have three uh, clean and sober living houses, one in Vallejo and one in Fairfield and one in Sassoon. And it's really based on dealing with people that is. Wait, 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 wait. Let's celebrate the brother, man. Clap it up. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm glad to be invited. Denise is someone that I work closely with. And I, I am interested in uh, getting more and wherever I can be motivational to people. You know, I would like to be participate in that as well. I don't have a lot to say, man. I'm just, you know, I, we just do it. You know, like you say, I'm glad to brother have it. Trey, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you have what you going on. I would like to get, with, get to know you a little bit better, too. And I'm glad for the brother that's putting this on, man. I think it's something that we need to do. Connect the dots opposed to just making dots. And I'm going to let's end with that, man. Thank you for having me. Man, you are so welcome, brother. You are so welcome. I just want y'all to know, like, when I hear that good news, like he said, he got three transitional houses. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's a recovering addict, man. Yeah. Uh, Denise said this before about mental health. She said, nothing about us without us so how is any of this work going on without us like we we know what works we've been in the shit you know what i'm saying be honest with you like we've been in the shit and we found our way out of the shit so we're trying to make a path for other people who are still in the shit who don't even know how to get out of it you know so with that i'm just gonna just pass it all down i i, I get a little motivated here Troy? danny i would love sure. to connect with you too brother thank you for that yes sir yes sir all right Hello, my name is Troy, and I uh, was uh, invited here by Denise. Uh, can y'all hear me? Invited here by Denise. We met in Switzerland. Uh, that's one of the places that I live. But currently, I am in the uh, Redwood City area of California. And I'm here to offer just an ear, just to listen to what people need so that I can help. I, uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I have a business that repairs lab equipment for pharmaceutical companies. I cover the United States, Germany, and Puerto Rico. I am building a consumer electronics company and that's gonna be global. Um, and I got a lot of things going on. Um, I have a, a nonprofit that I'm trying to start that's going to uh, help uh, people that's just coming home reconnect with their children and teach them how to uh, just connect with their children, just you know, be better fathers. And the overall goal is to eventually get a group of men to go to Tanzania to reconnect with the motherland so that they can learn different things like conflict resolution, financial responsibility, uh, just building a network and social capital. Uh, and definitely I want to teach people how to see the uh, opportunity just that's right under our nose that so many people take from under us.
because we don't see the small things that make big things. And we are the largest consumers in the United States, and we are also the strongest force in the United States. And I just want to get Black men back to the point where we can protect our community, where we can uh, gatekeep our community. We allow what's in, we allow what's out, and just become a force to be reckoned with. And I'll do anything I have to do to make sure that that happens. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Hey, you the first person I heard of African-American descent say this word, serial entrepreneur. <laughs> I use that word yeah. always. I tell you that us, us being in Silicon Valley, it's really about failing fast when it comes to business, because that's how we know what don't work and then what will work. So um, thank you, brother, about that serial entrepreneur. Like, like only way we heard it was serial killer. <laughs> you know? uh, Yo. Oh, that's my boy Tony. Oh, my gosh, y'all. A celebration show. I told you. Look at here. Tony, where you at? Tell us about you, man. Give me hey, this Tony. second, y'all. I'm, I'm in a pretty bad situation here, but uh, yeah, I had to get in here to see how y'all doing, right? Because I'm hearing a lot of good stuff so far. Uh, you know, let me introduce myself. My name is Tony Williams. Let me see if I can at least get a camera on here. Okay. Uh, okay. How's everybody doing? Like I said, I tried to make some arrangements so that my audio will come in. I'm sorry about that. My picture's not that good, but uh, Tony. my name is... Hey, Nana, how you doing? My hey, Tony, Tony, tell us William. who you are. Tell us, hey, man, tell us about you, man, because you are you have a story, man, and like, tell us people who you are, what you're doing today, and the impact you're making. Okay, uh, let's start with my name is Tony Williams. Uh, I'm a 66-year-old uh, African-American male, ex-con, ex-addict, uh, uh, recovering addict. That's what they say we're supposed to be until well, we go through the cycle. But see, I, I kind of throw that stigma off in saying recovery addict because, you know, I'm, I'm telling myself that I did this. I'm going to do this, right? It's a commitment on my part. So just like with uh, everything, I feel, I feel that it takes a commitment on an individual part. Uh, let me tell you about my journey. Uh, at the age of, uh, I would say, 28, I was sent to prison uh, for uh, commercial burglary. And uh, the reason they sent me to prison was because the judge said I looked big enough to go to prison. I, did, I didn't need no drug recovery or nothing, right? <laughs> because I'm 6'6", I'm six, six, right? I used to be like 250, 260. So judge looked at me and said, no, you're big enough to go to prison. So, <laughs> so that started my road, <laughs> started my road to the prison. Right, which ended Ooh. up with like 22 separate incarcerations. Let me say that again 22 separate incarcerations for a total of like 28 years of my life. Right, mm. I never, I didn't even see a Christmas on the street from 1982 until I uh, say 2009. That was mm. the first time I'd seen a Christmas on the street the whole time. See, like every year about that time, I get that urge, you know, driven by that, that dope. You know, and I had to go do something because I be and I be done. Just got out of you know like a, a sixteen month sentence here, you know, sixteen months sentence there. Get out mm. with no resources, you know, because uh, I'm from Indiana. I have no family out here, so uh, it was just me, right? So uh, you know, I'm left to do what I do. And my and my sick mind back in the days, I figured I knew it all, right? You know, I could beat this system. I could do this, right? 
But uh, evidently, I wasn't that good at it because I said, like I said, it ended up uh, 22 years of incarceration, 28 years of my life. So I do know that uh, when I did go to prison, the only, only thing, you know, I, I went to took college courses there. Uh, I did work in the prison factory in San Quentin for years and, you know, and, uh, you know, just stay, try to stay out of trouble in prison, right? So the one thing that there's a couple of things that changed my mind about prison, right? And like I heard a brother speak earlier about how he was, uh, you know, he, he, he uh, uh, when he went back to prison, he would be taken in by lifers, right? So, you know, I had a couple of lifer partners that I would stay with also, right? Because every time I come back, you know, they, they, they know me, right? So we developed that, that, that friendship to where as, you know, you know, I'm, I'm going to you know, hang out with them, right? So, um, Eventually, the last time I went back, I come to find out that uh, the one partner that I had in there, one life partner, he had died in his cell, right? Died up in that cold ass cell by himself. You know, he was like uh, 60 years old, had diabetes, all type of medical problems. And as you know, in prison, the medical situation is very bad. So he ended up dying in there, and that kind of woke me up to the fact that, hey, I could be, this could be me too, you know? I could die up in the same I don't do something, right? So um eventually uh i got um, what what changed me around was i got uh hooked up with uh does anybody uh know gordon graham and his his series of uh programs called breaking barriers mm-hmm. has anybody heard of gordon graham right yeah okay. yeah so finally I, I got into one of those programs and their program basically is it's like uh it's it's teaching you to build up your own morals and value by actually finding out what your own morals and values are. In other words, it's a moral-based uh, program, right? In other words, you do, you identify what's most important to you and you adopt that, you know, as part of your morals. That's what you're going to do. Of course, to me, the first thing was to me was to stay out of prison. Okay. So that's at the base of my, of everything that I do now. You know, that's like the priority because I got tired. I got, I got fed up with a lot of jobs, a lot of life. You know, you know, the losses we go through when we go in prison. So, um, I actually, uh, uh, just, just started taking that stuff to heart. So I went back to school. I got my, my, uh, bachelor's degree in psychology. And I'm, and while I'm doing this, you know, I'm taking these psychology courses and they're, they're helping me to understand myself. Hold right? on, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's, 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 what do you say? He said he got his bachelor's degree in psychology. This is time to stop it. All right, clap it up, clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. That's, right. that's something that nobody yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That, that's what's up. Yeah, you know, that goes back, that goes back to instilling in yourself, confidence in yourself, right? And, you know, and also having those, uh, my values based upon my morals, which I finally had to, to figure out what, what was really important to me. And, uh, you know, those, those are just the two things that, that uh, you know, launched me on my path. And uh, so now I've had, a, a, I was doing, a, when I was in college, I was doing uh, some uh, experimentation on trying to develop a way to affect behavior modification in ex-cons, right? How to change their life around, right? Because when you come out here, you know, you, you, you're basically left with what you, you don't, you get out on the street with what you left with in prison, right? And so the idea is to get to get to, to get them to understand that 
they have have a self they have their own self will and they can can commit to the change in their own life but you got to know how to do it right now like i said i went back and got my bachelor's degree of course i, I did a lot for me in my own personal development help me uh, give me a, a identity whereas you know i'm just not an ex-con you know uh addict and stuff right i could i could talk with these uh you know uh academic people now so um you know, and that enlightened me. That that enlightened me by seeing how people, you know, accepted that more than they accepted me being an ex-con, being a, a, a drug addict. So after I got out, uh, let's see, after I got my bachelor's degree, I went for a uh, academic training with the city or community for like a year and a half. And during that time, I'm looking for a way to use my bachelor's degree. You know, it, it takes, you know, you, you got to find something that's greater than you, you know, uh, because a lot of times, you know, we, we can get distracted by all all social and economic uh, uh, circumstances, you know, and, and, you know, just being lost out there. So it's all about having that strong identity, right? And there's a way to do that. You know, sometimes they say, well, how, well, how can I get this? But every every person is a human being. You have that motivation to be better, right? So. The, the 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 thing is to how to direct that energy towards being better as opposed to like criminal activity or something that's gonna keep taking you down. But anyway, that's uh that's my story as short. I'm sorry uh, I've been missing a couple of meetings, but I will be here from, from here on out because I'm hearing some good stuff here. So uh, I will pass this off and let's get to it. Wait, let, let me just say this with Tony. Tony, now see how you go in the pen is not how you come out. You're not the same person. Because when I met Tony, we worked together. He's my coworker too. I never would have thought Tony was uh, has been in the pen that amount of time. So you never can judge a book by his cover. This is my brother from another mother. I love Tony. I look up to Tony. I love you, Tony. And I'm so glad you finally came to the thing. Now, I'm going to be listening, but I'm going to be driving to the city because I got to visit somebody in the hospital. But thanks for joining in, Tony. Okay, Nana, good seeing you. Yeah, and I just want to mention that to Tony. I mean, uh, about Tony as well. He's also my coworker, and um, uh, like my idea is about professionalism. Like, like, like she said, if we go into prison one way, but we come out like when I want to recreate myself. Everything I want to do in my life moving forward is about being being a professional, being accountable, being responsible. You know, being caring. Try to relieve some people's suffering, like all these different things. And when I met Tony and Nina, they had already been at this agency for about three or four years already. And they were returning citizens, right? And they made a point to let me know that, right? When I um, um, had the interview, I was nervous. Mm. I was only three yeah. or four months out from a 29 years of life since. But when I came out, it was all about professionalism. And I was dressed to the T. I was doing the things that I had worked so hard to do. And, but, when I met Tony and Nine, I was like, oh shit. Like, like I thought I was just dreaming in the dark for myself, but it was other people that's doing this stuff. And they had been yeah. doing it for four years before I came, right? So Hi everyone. Uh, I'm this Esmeralda. I'm Denise friend. I, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I really enjoyed this group because it's my first time. I I I work in mental health, but I also work at the college. So on a community college, I work with foster youth and formerly incarcerated students. So they can go back to the community. So I think this group, a personal, in a personal level, is going to help me 
my work life, but also in my personal life. And so I'm, I just, everybody's story is very inspirational to me. So I'm really glad to be here. And thank you so much. I'm originally um, from Mexico City, but I live in Vallejo. So thank you. <laughs> Welcome, Esmeralda. Oh, thank you so much. Welcome, Esmeralda. And uh, Tony, tell me, Tony, tell us where you are, Tony. Who, me? Yes. Where am I? Yes. Like what well, region? I'm in, I'm, in, uh, I'm, I'm in San Francisco. Okay. Thank you. San Francisco. So we got, so let's say, we have Sacramento, we got Maryland, we got Vallejo, we got uh, Brentwood, we got like, what's that? Richmond, uh, uh, Pernod area. We got LA, we got San Francisco. Oh my God. I'm in the Midwest. Can you hear me? Yeah, yes, you're in the middle of it. We hear you. Give us your intro, brother. Tell us who you are. Tell us what you're about. Tell us why you're here. Uh, let's see, man. My name's uh, Don Carmitello. Um, man, I'm 42 years of age. Uh, single father of two. Oldest is 22. Uh, youngest is 16. I own, I own my own renovation company. Um, it's been about 18 years since I've been, uh, released from prison. Um, same story, man. You know, just had to get up out of my environment to, uh, to make a change, to do something different. So, uh, landed here, uh, and didn't look back, man. Didn't look back. Started my company. Man, I've been running it for about four or five years strong. Uh, my overall picture though, what I really want to do is try to bring, um, you know, bring people home too, and and, and kind of give them a job, trying to open up uh, something here where I'm at. So you know, when people come home, you know, I can teach them a trade. I do carpentry work. I do renovations. You know what I'm saying? So in the long run, man, that's that's my ideal. You know what I'm saying? So keep me in. Keep me in. Wow! Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you for gracing us with your wisdom, man. You, I mean, you said some things in part one of this 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 topic of uh, healthy relationships, and uh, we want to. Uh, Pick your brain some more. I'm just trying to get through our intros. I want us all to know who we're talking to when we're having this conversation and where we're connecting because I think that is, is really important. Hi, my name is Carolyn. And, um, well, I did, did low county time. I was on my way to prison, but God saved me. But uh, growing up, my life growing up, I used to bring drugs into the prison here around this is San Quentin. And then God um, saved me. He blessed me to be able to give back. I did five and a half years ministry at Santa Rita Jail through Glad Tithing Church. And, um, now I'm dealing, well, I work with kids, but I'm dealing with, uh, um, I lost my daughter, was killed by John Travers, um, July to, actually July the 4th, but after 12 midnight. It's another day, so they, they said it was the 5th of July, um, 2020. But out of that, um, God birthed a ministry called a Mother's Cry. So it's to encourage me first as I encourage other mothers. Amen. And uh, I just thank God for knowing him because if it was my will, I will. If it was my will, the woman that killed my baby, she's still walking the street, never been arrested. But if it was my will, I will go get her. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll have her God. You know what I'm saying? But God is keeping me from that. Amen. So 
I had to turn into my pain into purpose. Amen. So my purpose now is to encourage other mothers as I encourage myself first. So December the 17th will be uh, the first Mother Cry luncheon. So I will sh um, share more information about that. But um, God is good. So, um, but I'm in Vallejo. So y'all just keep me in prayer because my mind, it is, you know what I'm saying? It goes there. I want to get revenge, but God is keeping me, like I said. So pray for me. Thank you. We hold you in prayer. We thank you for having the strength to like share your story with us. Like that's huge. That's huge. And I don't know, I don't know how you do it. And I just thank you. And I know that you are encouragement and you are support for others who you may don't even know. Right. And just thank you. So, oh, that's a whole heavy thing. Um, I, I, I'm here. I'm with Terlin. Um, she, she made this wonderful fish. So I'm eating. Um, my name is Denise Coleman. Um, I live in Fairfield. Um, count, um, Solano County. I work for Solano County um, Mental Health. I work in mental health. I'm, I'm a peer support, so I walk with other peers to help them process what they're going through. Um, I volunteered for a long time. I was permanently disabled. I also have lived experience because I, I have um, schizoaffective disorder. So if I don't sleep for like three days, I start seeing and hearing stuff. Um, I grew up in the prison system with my father. He had a life sentence, but ended up appealing out. Um, that's back when weed was illegal. They used to give you life sentences for that. And um, just growing up in Richmond and Frisco and just going through my own case and um, navigating through that and starting my own process of um, thank you for the information from the last meeting so I can get my own stuff expunged. Because I've been thinking that I've had to keep this on me and having the fear of going to jail for life, you know, having three strikes, you're out, you know, like I really try to walk a straight line and I don't have patience for, you know, the mess out there because, you know, I don't want to go to jail for a long time. I did a few days in jail and I was like, jail ain't for me. <laughs> jail ain't, I didn't even do no real time. And I was like, y'all, y'all want me to kill somebody? Cause <laughs> yeah, that's not for me. <laughs> I was in there cleaning their vents. You know, it was bad for me. I was itching. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but no, like on the real, like my sister did a lot of time, a lot of family members and like the, the other women, you know, our families do time when our men do time. Um, even my ex-husband for domestic violence did five years. And even though it was against me, I still did that time with him. And so, you know, I've had to learn. It didn't help our situation. It made our situation worse. They could have did something different. You know, when the laws changed, they picked up d domestic violence. Um, so you couldn't even drop the charges because you didn't press the charges. Right. So that's a whole different thing of putting our black men in jail, even though, yeah, he did wrong. But we needed help as a family, not to just stuff him in jail and tear our family apart. So I'm just here and I'm just excited to see all these black people and people of color grow together and, and walk through this process because working in mental health, you see so many broken people and you see the workers who are broken, breaking the people because yeah. they haven't dealt with their own, yeah. their own struggles. Um, and they won't admit it sometimes. And so, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and it's like, Oh, I see what you got. I might as well. I, I need to go back. Oh, I'm back in school, but I really need to focus on getting my own degree. So that's kind of like what I'm doing. And I'm 
like Esmeralda said about the SOAR program. That's an awesome program out here in Solano County. Hopefully we have Shannon Dunley who runs that program come on here. It's where um, they go to the jails and help people get back into college. And when you get out of jail, they, <coughs> the SOAR program helps people um, get back into school. So hopefully he comes on one day. But that's it. That's me. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Denise. And I'm glad you mentioned the SOAR program. And as, as Morella mentioned the SOAR program, because I want, yes. to, I want to go to that program and I want to connect with some people from that program and like let them know how, why, like why, like I went to college in prison. And I was always telling you, you come in, we try to do uh, this critical thinking thing with the youth and try to tell them, hey, if you do this stuff right here, this is what this leads to. Not scare straight. Try to get them to think critically about stuff. And my, one of my things that I do, my hook was, I was doing well in school in prison, <laughs> but I'd say that's what's wrong with this picture. Why I go to prison and go to college? That's not no, 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 no. Yeah, great. They have programs in there for us to change our lives. It's awesome. We advocate for self help programs inside all institutions because we know the importance of people being able to uh, make bad choices or make mistakes and then be able to correct that stuff. I mean, that's what it's all about. But I was trying to tell the youth. Bro, go to school out there with all the ladies. You out there in the free world, man. And yeah, yeah. Hey, don't do this like this because it's like almost mm -hmm. like it's a forced thing. So mm -hmm. um, I want to talk to the people over there. So because I know um, education is not for everyone. Like academic education is not for everyone. Uh, there's trades. Like the brother going to tell you a little bit about um, the trade that he's involved in because like we're sometimes we're good with our hands, like 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 numbers and all that stuff. It's not always our uh, our uh, our top skill. It doesn't mean that we still can't be contributing to society. So what's up, bro? Everybody, I'm Kurt. I'm um, Ricky's cousin. Um, been knowing him all his life. I'm a little older than him. Um, I'm on here for support from my cousin. I'm gonna tell you how much of a hustler and entrepreneur he is. When he was in um when he was in prison, um I had I had written him, you know, because it had been a long time since we had talked and I had written him. I was like, um back from when I was younger, we used to call commissary books. And so I written him, I was like, what's going on with your books, bro? You know, because I was going to drop some money on there. And he, next thing I know, I'm getting a package in the mail. He's sending me books that he wrote. So that was just a way cool hustle company. He wasn't even thinking about money. I'm thinking about sending him some money to make his books right. Because, you know, we used to call commissary books. And I guess he just took it as his hustle. He's like, oh, I got books. And he started sending me books that he had published. So that was just one accomplishment. That's the story I just love that, you know, the show's about his hustle. But me and him, same background. I grew up in Pittsburgh. I'm in SAC now. Um, work as a uh, property manager and also um, um, insurance agent um, for property and casualty stuff. Um, basically, I'm here. I'm just in support of any kind of um, positive mo uh, movement. That's why I jumped on as soon as he hit me up and said he's doing um, returning citizens. I was like, that's that's just too positive. I'm in. I'm always on it. My pops, he's been in jail for um, for 50 years now. Even even uh, Rick was in, in jail with my pops. Um, he killed the police officer in Martinez, California. Um, so he's been in there 50 years right now. Rick did a little time with him in Solano. He's still in Solano right now. I did four years YA, I guess, because, you know, my mom was a um, single mom, basically. And so I just kind of followed in the tracks, just was attracted to what I seen looking out the window. Same thing like Rick. We seen what we seen out the window, the cars with the music, the different females in the car. We just got, you know, attracted to that and just started doing our hustling, our street hustling. But basically now my main goal as far as like young people, 
Um, I've been working with a young man named um, Savante uh, Clark. His brother was killed by Sacramento Police Department, um, uh, um, Stefan Clark. So I've been working with him with his um, mm -hmm. I Am SAC movement. So we've been doing a lot of stuff um, out here in SAC. And he um, he actually has some, kind of like a museum. Um, he called it Stefan's House, where he has um, a whole bunch of pictures and different, like a resource center for people to come in and um, just cool out. You know, he, he called it taking it from a two to a 10 instead of going to jail. Come there. You know, why get in trouble? And so, um, like, even tonight, he do it every Sunday. It's called um, Stefan Sundays, where he gives, like, a little message. And he has a uh, a program that's called um, Sack Six, where he has, like, a list of um, items that he goes through and um, just try to get the young youth. And plus, he's, he's, he's more on police brutality type things. I'm on a generalization of all, like, youth not getting in trouble and staying out of jail. Because, like I said, I did four years in YA, so I know how it is in the YA part. But, um, yeah, so... I'm here for growth and I love how everybody's doing their movement. And then also that young lady that was talking that um her um her child, her baby was killed by a drunk driver. Mama Clark has an organization called Yalo. It's a woman's group, and I think she can give you a lot of information um to help you get through that process, you know, because I, I just can't imagine. I got four sons too, and I just can't imagine um what you're going through. But she lost two sons. She lost one to the police, um, um, Stefan, and then she lost another son to like community violence. So I think she'll be a good resource for you. And I can get you her personal phone number um to her cell phone and she'll talk to you and she'll get you hooked up to some of the groups that she got to kind of make you work through some of that stuff that you're going through. And um I'm sad in 42. It's just it's just stupid to be drinking and driving like that. Especially now. I don't know what year it was. I didn't get to hear you, but um you know, with Ubers and Lyfts and all this different stuff like that, it's just too much resources for people to be drunk driving. But my main thing, positivity, growth, and I love all these good stories, everybody that's doing something positive. And then last time, I didn't even get to talk to um young man, I think D, which you're, um, I see you got a business going. I just want to know what obstacles you went through to get that, you know, with your background. How was it? That was one question I had for you last time. I know Ricky's going to cut me off, so... Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, anybody who's been on this podcast, y'all already know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Every time I see him moving forward, I know he's gonna get me because I can keep talking for a minute. But I, I got a lot though, and then also I definitely want to hook up with Denise and um and Trey uh, with the um with the um with the video stuff. But I'm sure Stefan would love to talk to you guys too because um you know I'm sure eventually he's not ready right now, but I'm sure eventually he wants to do something for his brother, as far as like a movie type thing, you know that um for him getting killed by the Sacramento Police Department. Say no more, man. Ready when you are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'll get with that brother and then uh, we definitely hook up with you. And Troy, and Troy can call on me anytime. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. And then for me, man, to answer your question, what, what kind of motivated me? I was fresh out of San Quentin. No, not the motivation. The obstacles that that, that, that you can oh. obstacles from the system. Okay. You know, oh, what I did. As far as man. I did everything going. I mean, you really, I, all I had to do, man, for real, was just just start the business, go get my business license. And from, from then, what I did was I just hit the ground running. I went knocking on doors, canvassing neighborhoods. And uh, I mean, you don't have to have a, a a clean background in order to own your own business. You know what I'm That's saying? Tight. So, I get you, bro. That's tight. Yeah. That's tight. So yeah. I just, I, I felt oh, I can do it, man. I like working with my hands. I'm from Pittsburgh, too, go. so you know how it go. Yep, stay with the prosperity. That's tight. Man, I appreciate you. Most definitely. Oh, actually, I know um, I know Mama Clark. I've been down to support her. Okay. And, um, right before COVID, we was giving a Mother's Cry um, conference, so we did it on Zoom. So she was um, one of the keynote speakers, so I'm familiar with her. She knows me. 
Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good yeah. to know. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, you got that resource. Yeah. So um, yeah, you know she got her little thing that's called YOLO. It's um like yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. part of the Yale. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like to for everybody to know who you're talking to. So right we got, so we're talking about healthy relationships. Um when when Ramon talk, he's gonna go into his his spiel about healthy relationships. And then that'll open up for anybody who wanna talk about the ideas about healthy relationships. What is that? What is that? What is a healthy relationship? Who says that? I, I can read something from what the experts are saying, and then we can ask ourselves, you know, is this Right? Are we working with this stuff? And is this where we trying to go? Because the whole goal is to get better, be better than we was last time. Okay. They call me Mac Malik. Um, that's my um, actor's name, writer's name. And actually, you know, um, I came up out of East Oakland. And um, some things I'm not too proud of. I've been a pimp, a drug dealer from here to Atlanta, Georgia. I've been a, foul, a lot of foul things. You know what I'm saying? And I went to prison and I didn't get arrested. I got rescued, okay? Mm-hmm. And when I came home and I started out um, acting a little bit and writing, which I'm doing now, I'm trying to finish my book. Um, one hand washes the other. And I talked with Rick the other last night about my book that I'm writing, um, The Fluidity of Identity. And um, I'll explain that to people that don't know what the, that means. Me and Rick was going over that. But my most, my greatest achievement, well, not really my greatest achievement, just the greatest blessing I could ever have is my grandson who was born last night, yesterday. His name is King Rico. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I, that's, I have granddaughters. I have granddaughters, but I don't have any grandsons. But now I do. King Rico. Yes. Okay. And I plan to do a whole lot for him. Um, yes, uh, me and my wife are proud business owners of Malik's Fashions and Accessories, presents Naughty Boutique here in Vallejo, California, 1624 um, Fairgrounds Drive, that's Sweet C&D, once again, Vallejo, California, 94549, excuse me. Um, for the young man, it's about coming out of prison after 22 years, doing 22 years. Talking about um, how did I get a business, praying a whole lot, being a, not really afraid because not feeling like I'm going to be accepted. You can have all the talents in the world, but, you know, people will blackball you. And um, so God has blessed me so much now okay. that, you know, I've walked over the top of them. They became servants to me now. They're like at my feet. My wife told me that when I, when I first met her, she said, she said, yeah, they dog you, but they're going to become the servants. They're going to be like at your feet. And I was like, never thought nobody would ever be like that, but I don't want nobody to be like that either. I don't care. So I, we own a business and I plan to own two more businesses. That's what my goal is. My goal is just not this business, but to own two more as a legacy, you know, to whoever's known me to finish writing my book, hopefully get it into a movie. Trey, I worked with Trey before, and Trey is a great director, and I've seen his acting skills on Instagram. I've worked with Denise before, and they're just good people, just good, solid people. And these are the people that kept me going. When I, when I would hear them say, hey, God bless you for sending out prayers. And also, I'm an ordained minister, too. So the thing is, is that, and then Terrell taught me how, my wife taught me how to send prayers out. And then I kept myself God conscious. Like I said, we all slip and fall, but a good man, he gets up seven times, right? So 
So, so the thing is, is that, and, and it goes away from evil. But what I'm doing now, I'm just, like I said, we're just opening up yesterday, uh, the business. And we want to get it together and make it happen, you know, and make some money. And then we want to keep on doing things, achieving things. And like I said, I'm going right after I get out of this script right here. I'm going to my book and start write, writing. I'm going to complete that book in probably a week. I hope to. But uh, it's a pleasure meeting all of you and talking with all of you. But like I said, there's no brag about being in prison because, like I said, I didn't get arrested. I got rescued. And a lot of us were rescued. And now we're achieving the American dream by understanding that if you, if you control yourself, you don't have to worry about anyone else controlling you. I commend Trey. Riley, I commend all of you, everyone, for, for understanding that now it's time to press forward, to do what we're supposed to be doing, achieve goals. I'm 67, and I plan to live another maybe 40 years. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, like I said, God bless everybody, and I know everybody will be good, and I know that we're going to work this out because I can see this thing growing. Rick, you're, you're a fantastic guy. You already know I know that. I walked the yard with you many a times in prison. So God bless everyone. Thank you for letting me come on. Uh, All right. First, I want to say please and peace and blessings to everybody. My name is Ramon Day. Um, uh, I am very humbled to be able to share this platform with Brother Rick. Like um, I actually called him for some information, and then he just was graceful enough to put me on, and I appreciate it. Um, I didn't really know at first, but. Now that I'm doing it, like I get it, the whole uh, return to citizen thing, like it's a beautiful thing. It's something I always want to be involved with, like, because that's what we need. You know, we need information and that's the process of sharing information. It's important because sometimes when you get out, people just have no idea on what to do because there's a lot of broken promises with the system telling what they're going to give you or what they have to offer. And you just end up on the dead end road. So thank you, Rick. You know what I'm saying? For sharing this platform with me. Um, I really appreciate it. And I just want to touch on one thing that the brother Tony said that is vital. It's vital to you, to your survival when you come home. He said that you have to be a human first, not a felon. Don't think of yourself as no felon first. Think of yourself as a human and you still got the same rights that everyone else has when you touch this place. Citizen. Amen, brother. Amen. When he said that, man, that was like something that really came home because I ain't see myself as no felon. I see myself as a human and I was going to come and get everything that I was supposed to, even though I know I was going to have a couple roads ahead of me. So again, um, like I said previously, I'm a stale processor. I was a stale processor before I went to prison. When I came home, they made it an obstacle for me to get back into it because of you know, the little red tape that they hit you with where you can't do this because of this or that, whatever. But nothing outweighs determination. So that's why I really, I really tapped in what Tony said about human first. Because if I would have just kept having a mind state of, oh, well, I'm, I'm a felon again. I'm going to give in. So I'm back doing sterile processing. That's what I'm doing because I ain't accepting those. So, so, so thank you for that, man. And then, like I said, this, this, what, what, what Rick is doing about sharing this information, any avenues that we know to help somebody else is very important in sharing. And that's one reason why I want to be here just to share my story to let you know that they're going to, they, they're going to give you a title, but you don't have to accept it. Mm -hmm. The thing is that 
we talk about healthy relationships. And I don't think it's like, this is not about downing somebody, downing our, our past mistakes. Uh, we want to be better. So uh, this is about tools. Uh, I know another organization I, I was involved in, uh, we got this thing called Tools for Change. So we can look at that like this. Like we're trying to gather tools. We uh, Most of us are in relationships. Doesn't mean that we're in a perfect relationship. It means that we want to get better. And then if it's not about romantic relationship, it's about just professional relationships, oh, right? Uh, the brother say he has a business. Like in business, we have to have a relationship with our people, our employee, our suppliers and whatnot. So we're just trying to get better and, and, and be better, right? In alignment with our goal, increasing the opportunities for returning citizen uh, uh, returning citizens coming home and their families. Um, and he didn't say some other stuff, like he'd been home 10 years, he'd been taking care of his business and all this other stuff, right? Um, so the reason why we're here, we try to, like only been home four years, in, in February it'll be four years. It's huge to me, it's really huge. Like I made so many plans, but the idea is to get this blueprint for people coming home. We have a brother, um, he had logged on, but but because of our lack of technology coming out of institutions, we don't really know how to work Zoom. We really want to know how to work like these phones. These are little computers, what happens is. And if we never worked with it, imagine if you never picked up a phone and you start touching these buttons. You're like, you know, like, it's so I'm funny. <laughs> it's so funny when you see people do that stuff. I'm like, wait, brother, that ain't what you're doing. Let me, let me help you out here. So I think um, we have so much to share. And, and the reason why I'm doing this is because I learned so much stuff about myself that I can't let this stuff go to waste. I have to share it with you. Like, I have to give it to you. I can't take it to, to, to heaven with me because that's where I believe I'm going once I keep doing all this good stuff. You know, I can't take it with me. I got to share it with people, though. So we're talking about healthy relationships. And this is your 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 um, your um time to, like, let's talk about it. Like, what are what is your, like, what what's your strong feelings about healthy relationships? And, again, we got to be careful because I don't want to get into this um, down in the – the man who's stealing his stuff or the woman who's stealing her stuff or if I start talking about me making my bad choices I don't want to be uh, 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 like judged here because this is supposed to be a safe place where we can share information and take what I say, the meat off the bone and leave the bone on the tray so who therapy. who got this therapy for sure, oh yeah, and secretly the reason why this group started for my personal therapy Promise y'all, I need to hear. There you go. Each and every one yeah. of y'all. I do. I do, man. So, who's first? Who got something to say about health relationship? Anyone? I do. Trey Riley. Let's go, brother. All right. So, for me, having healthy relationships is communication, right? But my point of view is everybody can communicate. Everybody can learn from mistakes of lack of communication. The point of having a healthy relationship is providing transparency. Through the communication aspects. We can all say what needs to be discussed, but if we're not honest, if we're not upfront in a way that's going to be respectful, are we really going to learn the truth about what's happening in somebody's life? And I don't think a lot of people in all generations has the ability to truly do that. And I feel like this is a collective group that has the ability to do so. Um, so having a healthy relationship is transparency for one. And the second part about a healthy relationship is allowing that person to genuinely fish. Now, everybody, I've heard even my mama tell me, we all got to fish. And him being in this group here, you all have definitely learned how to fish. And I truly 
clap my hand to you all on that aspect, like truly beyond my belief on that. But with all that aspect is this, everyone's patience is the key element in providing a healthy relationship. There needs to be patience on both sides of the party, one that's providing the mentorship and one that's receiving that mentorship. Because if there's no patience, there's no transparency. If there's no transparency, there's no will to move forward. That's my opinion. I totally agree. Thank you. And Jesse, I got yes. you. Jesse got his hand up. Let me just say this. Jesse got his hand up. Um, I think I see something. I want to show y'all what's, what is, what is significant. <laughs> I prayed and prayed and prayed. I prayed and prayed and prayed for this moment, y'all. Stand. I prayed and prayed for this moment. This is my grandson right here. Right? All right. So, I prayed and prayed for this moment. Like, just just this moment. When he say, Papa, when I'm coming to your house? Well, I want to come to your house, Papa. And I said that because I look, look like I see on my brother's Don's screen. It looked like your son is with you. And if it is, I want you to say a little bit about why he's here. And the, another, thing, another thing is this. Our topics, like our topics are designed to help our young people, our old people, as well as our young people. Because when I was growing up, I wasn't getting this information from people that I felt like knew it. Like, I felt like the ones who I looked up to, they was just telling me how to do wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's the reason why we're doing this. And that's why it's important for us to share information and to archive this information so young people can go get it. Go get it. All right. You might not be able to see me. I'm in the passenger seat of the truck right now. That's okay, but brother. A, a healthy relationship, you know, from my experience, is an equal partner. Like, I tell my lady that it's not she's my better half because we're equal you know everybody opinion counts and even though sometimes i might still shut down and and go back to my old ways of not talking about things because it was normal to me i'm still fighting that part you know but it's um a healthy relationship like my grandbabies told me my granddaughter she asked me said paul paul why you go to prison I said, I was hanging out with my homeboys, and she told me, you ain't got no homeboys. Now, we your homeboys. You know, and, 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 and you know, I let them dictate hey, I love life, that. You know? I love that right there, man. Yeah. That's you. Yeah, you know. So that's who dictate my life now, you know. Grandkids. And it's about if I deal with people and they don't talk about their kids, their grandkids, and their wife, they're not the people I need to deal with because they're still doing things that they got to keep to themselves, you know? So I deal with people, you know, let's go out to eat with the kids, you know? Let's go let's go eat some food. Let's go eat, you know? Them kind of things. But it's about having somebody that when you start to fall short, they right there with you, you know? They start to fall short, you right there with them, you know? Because you're equal, you know? It's not your better half. Because if you say it's your better half, that means you're less than what you're supposed to be. So, you know, I am a man. I'm grown. I'm mature. And I'm I'm doing right for myself so I could be right for other people. And that's my version of a healthy relationship. Thank you, brother. And we're going to have you back uh, multiple times because, uh, hey, y'all, me and this brother, um, me and this brother walked some years off in uh, various institutions. And, I, I, man, we got extensive history. I'm from the Bay, and he's from L.A., and yeah, uh, that's how we rocking, though, right? And I love it. Um, she tapped in. Lisa, are you tapped in? 
That's the name of our, 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 our magazine going to be called Tapped In. It's going to be a, uh, a magazine that's going to go inside the institution and, and like uh, share this information with the guys and the ladies in there so when they come out, they know uh, pretty much what to do and, and like how we've been doing it out here. But So Don, is that your son? Can you speak a little bit about that, bro? Why is he here on this conversation with us? I love it. Tell me, please. <laughs> yeah, man, he here uh, just based on the topic itself, you know, uh, healthy relationships. This right here to me is a healthy relationship. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't have no father. I didn't have no no father, no guidance. You know what I'm saying? So one of my main things was to make sure I be there for mine. Uh, you know, to give him to give him example of what it's like, man, what a, what a, what it takes to be a man, you know. My grandma raised me, you know what I'm saying? So being here with him, guiding, giving him the tools, the the do's and don'ts, you know what I'm saying? Don't do as I do, but do as I say. You know, but at the same time, just, you know, kind of give him that good guidance, bro, because I ain't had nobody. You know what I'm saying? And, and that love, I, I got to give him that love. So this is this right here to me is that healthy relationship. So I just told him to, to, to you know, come in and see what we was talking about on this healthy relationship. Topic, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bro, that's what's up. Everybody out here probably said the same thing. But that's what's up, bro. We yeah. love it, bro. Um, but now, relationship. now because he's here, I don't mean to put him on the spot, but one thing is we about, bro, we about teaching leadership, bro. So one thing about, uh, getting us out, outside of our shells, like it's one thing, like when we're in the street, we be pushed to do certain things that get us outside of our shell and, uh, and, but, but it'd be negative. So when I learned to do this is I was asked to do certain things or I was pushed to do certain things that had me outside of my comfort zone. And that means. Or, or and one of those things was talking in front of people, right? I hated talking in front of. I'm an introvert. You wouldn't know that today because I I taught myself how to you know communicate, had his social skills. But I just want him to introduce himself, say you know who he is, how old he is, what grade he's in, and like what kind of goals we have. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Uh, I'm Don the third, and I'm a junior. At least I'm in high school. Uh, I play football. And my dad taught me everything I know for real. There you go. Somebody follow like son. Thank you, brother. Yeah. We love you, man. We love you. We don't know. Yeah, all love. Oh, that is so nice. He's so <laughs> handsome. Show <laughs> <laughs> right here. I told y'all. Um, it, and what we doing is gonna be groundbreaking. I promise y'all because we come from places that we wasn't used to doing this, y'all. This is this is. You know, stuff that I'm doing every day. I've been working for almost four years. Like, got a promotion. Was doing my job, I guess, so well that my supervisors and, and, and bosses said, hey, Ricky, we need to tap you up. We need to move you up. Notice. <laughs> Y'all don't yeah. understand. So we want to share this with other young people, especially like the young brother right here, Don. And he can be anything he want to be. And, and he's going to get support from people like us. Right? Um, so, how's the relationships? Come on, Yahoo. Who else got something to say about health relationship? Thank you, Trey. Thank you, Jesse. I'm going to jump on in here, Rick. I don't know if you I can see my, my hand. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Tony. Okay. So, oh, no, I, I didn't real know. About... Quick. Okay. You want um, me to go now? quick, Tony. I'm, I'm going to okay. say this real quick. So, um, can you guys hear me? Because I'm driving. Loud and clear. We can hear you. Okay. So the way that you got into a relationship, like, you know how you try to get the girl and all that or how the woman try to get the guy, the way you 
get in a relationship, the key is to keep that same energy. You got to keep that that spark going. You got to keep that fire going. And like somebody said, it's all about the communication. It's all about the communication. But keep that same energy as to when you first met them. Keep that same energy. That's all I'm saying. Go, Tony. Okay. Uh, thank you, Nina. I appreciate that. That good stuff you just said. Uh, because everything I say goes back to what I said in the beginning. You got to know yourself, right? And like I say, you got to have a strong core, you know, that you can identify with. And, uh, you know, our our, uh, our character is based upon how we value things and our moral values. That, that helps develop your character, right? So as far as healthy relationships, the one thing I can say on that, anything that takes you out of your character is not for you. Okay, and any relationship you walk into, you find yourself caught up with too much anxiety, too much stress and stuff, and it's taking you, taking your focus on what you need to do for yourself to make this a healthy relationship, you know, it's not for you. Anything that takes you out of your character, you know, it's just not for you. And that's something that my older brother taught me after uh, years of, you know, running these streets, trying to, you know, give quick girls and stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I used to get caught up in relationships. And he, he just shut me down and told me, he said, anything that takes you out of your character, you know, you shouldn't be with it. So uh, I just pass it on to the group and um, take it for what it's for me, guys. Tony, I like that aspect of what you're saying about taking it out of your character. My question to you, man, is this, for people who may not have that experience at all, what an unhealthy relationship looks like, what does that look like to you? Is it best to learn being in that moment? or should we take the advice from people who have experienced it? I guess what I'm saying is, do you need to experience yourself to know what unhealthy relationship is in order for you to not have unhealthy relationship? Well, you, thank you for your question. Uh, okay, just to answer the, the question that was asked, uh, nine, nine times out of ten, when you get in a healthy relationship, you're caught up in uh, what you call superficial stuff. You see, you see the fine girl or there's something that attracts you to that person. So... Initially, you know, your, your, your judgment is clouded by that, right? That's what attracts you to the person. But then once you get in there, you know, you got to see if this person is, is going to cause you more anxiety or more stress, you know, whatever. You know, like, like you go back to what you were saying in the beginning. It takes communication, right? You got to really get to know that person to see if they're compatible with you. But you got to come from a point, just like the old saying, if, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything, right? So you've got to have that strong base so to keep you from falling for, for anything. So. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you, Tony. Okay. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, I just wanted to add to, um, I think we all are winners, man. I, I really know that we all are winners for us to just tap in to this here uh, broadcast. And it, in, in the relationships, man, is I think we didn't won already. Because it's it's just a small band of people that are going to be successful in this world, man. And I just think right now my focus is to connect with people that are in the same business or trying to do business points, giving me business pointers to incorporate to help our people. I think each and every one of us is here to help someone else. And I think we need to get behind you, Malik, and we got to have somebody we 
can follow, man, even if they're going to take us off the cliff. You know what I'm saying? And it, I don't want to just put nobody out and say that you're not the leader, but I, we as a race of people sometimes, we don't want to follow each other. That's what I was mentioning about the dots, adding the dots, man. Let's just get us some dots and put us some dots together and say, hey, we're going to march this way. You know, I know I can't speak very well, but I'm sure. I'm looking at all you brothers, man, Trey and all of y'all. Y'all talking well, man, and, and and if I can just say, hey, man, go go represent me, bro, and I'm with you no matter what. You know what I'm saying? I think those are the attributes that we need to seek because we as a people are good people. We 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 come. We are good people. I'm gonna end with that, man. I just wanted to say that before I go too far. All right, thank you. Hey, man, Danny, thank you, man. And I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, bro. We you in. If you want to be a part of us, you in. We're going to represent you. You're going to represent us. That's that's why this, this logo is us at the table, man. You know, we all doing things. Like, we got publications going on. We got this going on. This brother got that. But as a unit, like, what do we have as a unit that's going to move us forward towards these goals and, and these accomplishments? I believe yeah. that we have very powerful people right here, right now. And I know that. It's happening, man. Y'all here. Nobody pays y'all to be here. Nobody forced you to be here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, um, sir. So where can we on the church, Ricky? <laughs> All right, Jesse and then Kurt. I see your hand up. And then All right. Lisa back. Wait, wait. Uh, one second. So, Lisa, uh, if you can tap in, just tap in and let us know who you are and that kind of stuff. I'm Lisa. I'm Ramon's wife. And I'm just joining the podcast to just see, you know, how you guys are coming along and stuff. And I'm really proud to see all my black brothers coming together and just doing the thing. I'm just so excited about all of this. This is this is cool. This is cool. I like it. Well, thank you for sharing and thank you for coming. And maybe we'll ask you some questions about y'all healthy relationships or not. Oh, hell. <laughs> That's what she's waiting for. Oh, this joke. Okay. All right. My name is Jesse, and I know about unhealthy relationships because when I was in San Quentin with you, I met a lady. I got married, and the the criminal side of me came out, and she did everything that I wanted her to do. She brought it in, and I got tired, and I wanted to go home. And I told the lady that I'm with now that I'm going to give all this stuff up and I'm going to make my way home. And, and I left that in 2017 to Pelican Bay when they opened up and I made my way home in 2021. So sometimes you have to let the un un unhealthy relationship go. You know, the things that kept me happy in prison, like the telephones, the weed, tobacco and the drugs and all that kind of stuff, making money. What was things that I was paying my own way to stay in prison. So later on with now, I told her I'm on my way home. I'm giving all this stuff up. And I made my way home. And I'm in a healthy relationship oh, now. That is powerful, brother. That is so powerful. One day I'm going to be as transparent as you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Just notice, y'all. This is, this is a celebration show. I, also, let me tell y'all this. Because we started this podcast... We started this organization in March of 2022, which is this year. We did our first public event in April. We was like a 
stumbling organization, but we had this, all of these skills that we learned, you know. So what happens is today, y'all, we did a podcast in October 2nd, our first podcast. I, our goal was in two months, at least my, my private goal was in two months to have at least 200 plays. That means that we're, we're circulating inside people's mind, right? Well, today is November the 20th. We already at 200. I haven't checked it yet. I checked it last night. I said, you know what? Today is going to be a celebration. So, yeah, you know, it, that stuff was helping to keep us incarcerated or helping us keep us, you know, uh, 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 bringing negative impact on our family or helping us create these negative conditions in the community and on and on and on, right? But the brother just said something powerful. He said, what'd you say, Jesse? I said that I was in an unhealthy relationship and it made me comfortable when I was in the penitentiary because I had everything that I could possibly want there. I got to go to the store, didn't need to go to the store because everybody brought their store to me because I had the weed. I had telephones, tobacco, and anything else you wanted, you know? So I was comfortable. And she was comfortable coming from Shasta County to Oakland because she got to see people of color down there, which she didn't get to see up there. So she enjoyed her time down there. But, you know, the visit is not going to keep me, you know, when my object is to be a grown man, you know. My object is to be a mature man because I went in as a child and I came out as a man. It took me 29 years to get out the parking lot, but I made it. <laughs> Thank you, brother. And every day that I'm out here, I had to earn my freedom, you know, and I enjoy it. Life is beautiful. You know, I'm still serving my life sentence right now. But I'm free. I'd rather be in L.A. than be in Pelican Bay. You know, I got ankle miles on. I could deal with it, you know. You know, it's like a check and balance thing, you know. But I know what I need to do. So long as I keep myself in check, everything balances off, you know. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you, man. Uh, I'm back on um, healthy relationships. Like I'm kind of reiterating what I said last week. Um, To be in a healthy relationship, first of all, you got to want to be in a, re- a relationship, a healthy relationship. And then that goes with, er- I'm going to reiterate what everybody was saying, with communication, and that comes with education. The person, you need to know what questions to ask in order to have that healthy relationship. Because a person will tell you anything that you want to hear, but you have to be the person to know what kind of relationship it. you want to make the healthy love relationship. It. Go I ahead, love it. I love it. Keep going, but let me hear what the question is, because I'm, I'm just curious. Like I love that idea. You have to know what questions are. At the end of your statement, please tell us at least two questions. What are the two questions to ask? Well, I'm saying there's different type of relationships. Like we talk about, there's professional business relationships, there's romantic relationships, and there's family relationships. So whoever you want to be in a relationship with, you need to know how to weed through them people. It's, it's, it's game, if you want to say it. You got to know the game because a person going to tell you anything that you want to hear. You have to know what you want to, in order to have that healthy relationship. All of us have, have our walks in life, and we have to know the people that we want to deal with. So asking those questions, educating yourself on who's running game on you so you can have that. Just like, okay, I'm going to use romantic relationships just for example. For a woman who's been scarred before, she needs to learn from those previous relationships and know, um, I think Anita was hitting on that last week where, or it might have been uh, Denise, where a person wasn't taking them to the, around the family. That should be a red flag. That's not communication. If he's not taking you around the family or the sister don't like you and the mama don't like you, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's not a healthy relationship. You can't go around his family. That's a problem. And then like what Nina was saying, 
dealing with the baby's mama and dealing with different stuff like that. I, in my opinion, this is what I did with my relationship. I got I got four kids. I got one by one person and three by another one. So when I didn't have any baby mama drama because I let my my wife that I'm with now, she dealt with that. So you ain't thinking I'm creeping. You ain't doing nothing. She can deal with the mama. I don't care. I don't want to deal with the other person anymore anyway. You can deal with her. When, when my kids were young, they're all older now. They're in their 20s. But that eliminates the problem with me. Ain't no, ain't no secret calling. Ain't no creeping. Ain't nothing going on. You're dealing with that. When they want to talk about getting picked up or you drop off the kids, you go deal with that. That's communication. Y'all communicate. You know, y'all ain't got to be friends. Y'all ain't got to go have dinner together. But at least I'm out of that scenario and there's no creeping. There's no, there's nothing like that because I want to have a relationship. There, nothing can be said that Kurt did this or Kurt did that. I know how to move up because I want to be with the girl that I'm with now. I know how to eliminate the drama. But definitely. And if it's a business relationship, if it's something that you don't stand for, you like Mario, I'm sure he got artists that he don't want to work with for whatever reason. And 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 yeah, he got artists that he don't work with. So he knows the questions to ask. So he won't have to deal with no drama, no, no BS. You know what I mean? So same thing. Same thing with Trey. He got people, the money might be good, but he's not going to have a healthy relationship. He's not going to sign those silly contracts because he don't want to deal with that. That's not a healthy relationship for him. No matter how much money they put on the table, he knows what to look for. He's educated himself because he's seen that before. And that's what I'm saying. It comes with education. You got to educate yourself from previous situations. We learn. We live and learn. And that's where that's where it is. That's how to have, the, in my opinion, that's the way to have a healthy relationship. Educating yourself, the communication, and then you go for it. And then the two people has to want to be. He's pushing that button on me, y'all. <laughs> he has to want to be. He you two. The both people have to want to be in that relationship. You do. You definitely do. You got to look out for the game. You got to. You got to know what it is. That's where your healthy relationship for your peace of mind. So you can go on. Thank right, you, brother. It looks like Mario got something to say, and and uh, if not, I'm just going to ask him a little bit as a as a fashion. As a uh, like celebrity fashion uh, designer, like his whole idea about relationships. I know all the relationships that he having is not romantic. So how do you operate under that? And give us some ideas about how does that work for you? Okay, I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm at a family gathering as well. I'm trying to stay connected to hear you guys. But first, I think um, in any relationship, I think in any relationship. For me, myself, I've never had uh, any healthy relationships because all my relationships was toxic. Um, but what I did learn is that I had to learn first is to start having a healthy relationship with myself. And that was taking better care of myself. That was learning how to set boundaries because a lot of uh, relationships and healthy relationships is also built on boundaries. And once you put your boundaries in place, the people that respect boundaries will be able to respect you. That's I think that's the beginning of starting to have a healthy relationship is first within yourself. Um, one of the things that I've also learned through uh, this program that we're powerless over people, places, and things. And so we don't know how other people are going to act, how, what things are going, how things is going to play out. The only thing we can do is be in control on how we deal with situations and how we, we how we be resilient and how we deal with things is the most important thing uh, of having a health, healthy relationship for yourself is setting those boundaries. Hey, look, that is huge, man. What you said, you said, I don't know what a healthy relationship is because I've always had I've always had toxic relationships. Like that is like a that's like a statement of power when we say I don't know. Like that's wise because. Going up is nothing but knowing, though, right? So the whole idea about, um, like, 
I don't know what it is because this is what I had. So now moving forward, it's about boundaries and on and on and on. Man, thank you, brother. That's something that I th I've never heard. Like I've never heard nobody say, well, I don't know what a healthy relationship is because I always had. But we know that that's true for us, right? Like we've been in dysfunctional relationships. We've been in dysfunctional families and stuff like that. And like we haven't got a proper blueprint. Like, like y'all know that. Like we, like, but some kind of way we find our way to the space where we be at. And today we're saying, we, I mean, I'm saying I want a healthy relationship. I'm saying I want my grandkids to have a healthy relationship with their, their, the people that's teaching them. Like, don't come and give them all kind of grief because they trying to teach you to be, you know, to, to be better. So, like, if we can start this thing from a young age, what, what happens is we can start to uh, get them to understand, like, there's a value in having a good relationship with people, right? Not just because you want something from them, but you never know who can help you. Like, Association and everything. And I'll give you one last example about a healthy relationship. How I became employed at this agency, I got the, uh, the, the, the tip on the job from somebody who I, like I basically barely talked to. But every time I talked to them, it was very respectful. It was out of like a mutual respect. I didn't want anything from them. But what happened is because of my interactions with this individual, when it came time for them to think about it or, or like share opportunity with me, they didn't think twice. And, and not only that, they came over, helped me put my resume together, made sure that it fitted to the thing, y'all. The stuff that we need as returning citizens, we need this kind of guidance. We need this kind of support because it put me in a position where I'm at. And I, now I'm writing support letters for people trying to get home. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying this about me. I'm just saying like it's important for us to have healthy relationships because we never know how it's going to benefit somebody else or even how it's going to benefit ourselves. Uh, for for me, I'm in a relationship, so I kind of relate to what the other guy was saying uh, earlier. So I'm learning, right? I had a really not such a good romantic relationship, but um, I'm I'm learning. But I'm, I think I'm I'm really good setting boundaries, and even at work wise with the people I associate myself, I'm making sure that I communicate, uh, like communication, how I feel about certain things, and also kind of. And my role as a, somebody's helping them or at the same time with, with me, with my uh, employees. And in a personal level, I think with my relationship, I'm learning so communication is very important, setting boundaries. So it, it is, it's also important because if you don't communicate to that, to your partner, it's just going to lead to um, disagreements because right. he, mm -hmm. he wouldn't know how you feel about certain things. And so that's one of the things I, I take on, on relationships. Well, while we got Denise, let's just throw it to Denise right quick. Denise, um, so give us some tips from a woman, uh, female's point of view, uh, about like health relationships. Give us some tips for guys. <laughs> like, say like, yeah. what do you want to see us do better? What do you want to see us do better? You know, you know uh, I, I am not, I'm not the one to give no good tips on relationships. Because I'll be quick to say fuck them fast. Excuse my language. Um, I'm learning to have more patience. Like they said, patience. I agree with that. Um, I don't understand how to handle. Um, sometimes when I bring up with my partner something that I want to talk about and he don't want to talk about, he shuts me down. He shuts me down and be like, I want, you know, then if I bring it up two or three times, he shut me down again. And so I'm, I'm, 
I've gotten that bad habit from him. So what I've been doing is when I don't want to talk about something, I've been shutting him down. So it's almost like he's teaching me the way he communicates. But I don't think it's a good thing because then he gets mad. You know, <laughs> I've been sorry, I can't speak. You know how you send that text message? Sorry, I can't speak right now. You know, I'm, so I'm, he wants to know who I'm talking to all the time. He wants to know everything. That's it wasn't not like that before. That, that's toxic. <laughs> Oh my is God. that toxic? That is completely toxic. Let me tell you something about the relationship aspect on this, okay? Yeah. You should not have to settle from that point of view from a grown-ass man, point blank, period. I don't care yeah. how old yeah. you are. That does not Thank make you sense. Do it. At that yeah. point of view, here's 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 the question to what uh the man was asked, a gentleman was asking us, like, what perspective will we get to get from a woman and a man? Here's what I think. A woman needs to be able to tell up front what they expect out of a man from the jump. Okay, and that's the first thing needs to be done. I think someone mentioned it before, just by like being open up front, know what you want. And as a man, you got to understand that women love to talk and that it's okay. Therefore, you got to be able to do more listening. Men, we as men don't do enough listening because we're so tunnel vision of what we want. And that's okay with us, us boys. But unless you just want the punani, you got to do more than that to have fun and to be a part of that relationship. Amen. Wait, 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 Trey. Say that again a little bit slower because now we got people listening. You said, <laughs> said something about if you just want to pull out but give us some more information, man, about that whole person. Come on, bro. Say that again. Thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. We as men, we all know we're driven by one certain thing, but we are more able to do more than just one thing. Okay. We tend to just focus on certain attributes when it comes to the opposite sex. So when it comes to having a woman in a life, the patience for a man needs to be on a higher level than a woman because a woman's going to go through so much more than a man and as far as the relationship goes. Women are more emotionally in tune from the moment that a man is attracted to them. And if a man does not realize what they're doing, it is abuse of power towards that woman. And for someone like Denise, Denise is going to see that aspect and realize that, hey, this is just a guy that's just living this moment. I'm just going to accept that. I'm going to work things out. You can't do that. By you accepting this guy's behavior, you're telling the man that, hey, this is okay to treat other women like this. That's not acceptable. It has to be both attributes. Man, brother, I... Man, I say this pretty often, man, but I'm telling you right now, man, I love you, man. I don't even know you, man, but I think I love you, man. <laughs> love you too, bro, for real. Hey, I man. For you, bro. And then the other thing is, also, I want to go back to Mario one second, because another big thing is going on right now, right? So this is our chance to hear about, hear from a, a... Mario, can I say LGBTQ community? Would you say, can I say that? Yeah, you can say that. So I'm okay with that. Because because we want a perspective from all the whole community and in a relationship. So, so when we talk about this stuff, Mario speaking from a different, um, he said when he was with the prison, he said he played house, isn't that? Some of us will understand, we understand what that means to have all of these different perceptions or, or perspectives, right? I think it's important. So Mario, anytime you want to jump in and like, because what the brother Trey said is that, Men, somebody said men about us and how we do something with the opposite sex. Well, that's just something that we do when we're heterosexual. But when we're not heterosexual, there's another thing. And um, 
I don't know anything about that, but I think that uh, I want to talk to other people who can share that stuff with our audience because our audience, like, it's all kind of people that's listening, right? So that's that's anytime you want to jump in, you're welcome, brother. I just want to uh, throw that out there to you. Uh, okay. I, I just kind of wanted to follow up real quick before the last 10 minutes or whatever. Uh, I think the relationship, period, uh, again, like I said, it starts with yourself, um, even being, um, I, I know as being a gay man and never been with a woman before, um, I, 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 I say this, that uh, women's sweetness is not my weakness. So for me, it's always about the communication and kind of uh, having a mature relationship is, is one thing. Uh, and that's that's hard for a lot of us to do is come into a, a relationship with maturity and understanding that people have a past and some people have issues and, and kind of understanding who you're with and who they are uh, is, is very important to me. Um, and I think in any relationship, uh, the community is, is the communication is, is the key. Uh, whether you're gay, straight, heterosexual, it's about the open and being honest communication. And I'm out with that. Thank you, brother. That was that was the whole point. That's the reason why that's that was the whole point of me saying what I said because there's some commonality here yeah. in relationships, sure. right? And he said communication. That's that's perfect. Yeah. So anybody all right, um, I just want to touch on a couple things real quick. I know we pressed for time, so I got notes and I'm gonna go right by the notes so I can topic. So first, first off, uh Mario, very important question. You said what is healthy? So how do we define healthy? Like some people might define healthy as somebody getting knocked upside their head and making love right after. Or some people might define healthy by sharing and coming up together. Um, then you always got to ask yourself, like, in, in a healthy relationship or to build a healthy relationship, how naked are you willing to get with your significant other? Like, how far are you going to strip down? I'm just asking questions. I ain't giving y'all no solutions. It's something to think about. Um, what count to you? Do you encourage your other, you know, the, your spouse? All the things are important. But the one thing that I noticed from this discussion is, and what everybody seems to share is, you have to listen. You have to have a good ear. That's important. Like, you can't always be the talk. You got to feel where she coming from. She got a point of view, too. You know, because as men and our ego, we kind of don't be wanting to hear certain shit. Right? I'm just going to keep it 100, right? Because we're stripping down naked right now. So, in order to make all this work, it got to be an equal playing field. Like, nobody's thoughts can be turned. It don't matter if you want to agree with them or not, but you still have to hear them. And I want to touch back with Kurt. Kurt had mentioned, you know, both parties need to be willing participants. So you both want to be able to be on the same page, have the same goal. You both want to be in the relationship. It's not all fake, fake, right? So there is some information from um, Dr. Andrea and Jonathan Taylor Cummings. Like they have um, some information about four habits of a healthy relationship. And I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I'll just kind of give like a quick little tidbit on it. Um, habit number one is like habits of healthy relationships. So habit number one was to be curious, not critical. 
right? Mm-hmm. Let's be curious and not critical. So I do think like, I'm like, okay, well, let me childlike in my relationship and not try to put my man down, you know? And then habit number two would be to be careful, not crushing. Now, Ricky always tells me this about my own children. When he was in prison, he would always tell me, don't crush their spirit. Yeah. Don't crush their spirit about my children. Cause I don't come from great background. You know what I mean? I come from an abusive relationship with my mother and my, all of my family were abusive. Can I so, tell them what I mean when they say that? When I say don't crush their spirit, I just mean like sometimes kids, kids, kids be doing stuff where they act stuff. And it's like, it's a moment of, it's a teachable moment. What I learned It's like, it's a teachable moment. And if we shut that down, like uh, Denise just said, when we shut them down right then, exactly. oh my God, it's, it, we can kill that spirit. No. So, but but sometimes we do it without being conscious. But now when we conscious of it, we say, okay, there's a better response than just shut them down. Hey, mama, uh, my grandson can come here right now. Pop off. And because I'm in a meeting, I can just like brush him aside. But the good thing to do is acknowledge him and just tell him, okay, give me 10 minutes. I'll be right there. You know, and that will help him out. Sorry, go ahead. That was so helpful because I was like, ah. you know, I, I was not conscious of that. And he would point that out to me, even though he's in the prison cell serving a life sentence. I'm on a 15 minute prepaid phone call and he would tell me, don't crush their spirit. So it was so, so helpful to me to be able to comprehend that. Um, and habit number three was to ask and don't assume. Right. So like I would assume things in my own mind because of my own prejudgments, but I would have to ask. Instead of like, hey, what do you mean by that? Do you mean this? Because I think this, you know, and, and that would be very helpful. And then habit number four would be to connect before you correct. I'm so bad here because I'm constantly trying to correct him, level him up, get him to where I'm at because I've been out of I've been in society for all this time. You know, I'm a business account executive somewhere, you know, and I'm trying to, hey. You know, and that's just so not okay because he's where he is, I'm where I am, and and even then, as a man, he's what he, what I don't have, he has, and what I, what he doesn't have, I have. So it's really helpful to um, recognize that and have respect for one another. You know, so I'll be quiet. I'll, I'll I'll recognize. Okay, well, I need to be respectful, but he'll also do it too. So that's helpful. <laughs> we're not where we need to be, but we both want to be better. So that helps when you have two people, willing participants, who want to, you know, um, connect and love and and be healthy and not harmful, and you know, rise above from past things. Because you know, my family has a lineage of abuse and, you know, all kinds of abuse, you know, but um, I think those are, those are some helpful hints. <laughs> on that, I, I like that. She said, ask, don't assume because I used to assume men was always my, my significant other was always cheating because he never would call me back on Sundays and Mondays. I forgot all about it was football day. You know, <laughs> he at home watching football, I swept him down. He out and about and doing this and that. And one day I finally just popped over there. I was doing my little stocking thing. You know, I know how we stock after a while. Well, there's a nigga up in there watching TV and I answer my call. You watching the game. But that, but I should have asked. I don't know why I just assume 
But I think that's what we do as women. I don't know. Thank so you. That's all. Thanks. Thank you, Denise. Come on. Hey, Rick, I'd like to say if we, if you can, can you give uh, Jesse Pitt, uh, Denise, it's okay to give Jesse Pitt my number. I don't know if we are in a relationship or not. My family's from Bastrop, Louisiana, and my uncle was named Jesse Pitt. So I'm trying to see if this is a live relationship, man, because the Jesse Pitt name goes way back. So I'm giving I got family from Louisiana. Okay, leave it at that, man. We ain't going to hold up no more time. Just give me my number, man, so he can call me, man. Let's see if this God working with us. Is it just us trying to do something? We don't know where we're going. Thank you. <laughs> hey, thank you, brother. Okay, Alicia, your hand is up. You're up. Okay, I just want to hit on what Trey said. My husband, we, we, we being naked, right, babe? We being naked right now? Naked, baby. Get naked. <laughs> okay, my husband, now I've been with him for 30 something years. We grew up together. He went to prison. Even though I didn't go to prison with him, I was in prison too. He never understood that. No, you wasn't. You didn't. No, I did that time too. That was stressful for me. But what we've learned to do is learn each other's love language. That plays a big part. You need to know what your husband or your, your other person, what they yearn, what they always asking you to do, what, what they. What they, what do they like? My love language is affirmations. I like to be told I'm the shit. I like to be told I'm beautiful. I like to be told all these things. And I like, I love gifts. I love gifts. He knows that. And his is pretty much, you just be the woman. You just do what you need to do and I'll do the rest. But my husband has a hard time of listening. He hear you, but he ain't listening. He ain't listening. Then I'm emotional with it. If he's not looking me in the eye, he's not giving me that. I feel like he's not paying attention. So, men, y'all got to work on that. Look your woman in the eye when you talk to her because we get emotional. When the nigga just look at you like whatever, we think, oh, am I boring? Am I not talking about something good? So you got to be more emotional when your significant other or your wife is trying to tell you something because that means a lot. Fellas, listen up, fellas. She just giving us a sis right here. I'm, I don't I mean to cut you off, but I just got to make sure our ears is peaked right here. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, no, that's true. Because if, if you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. <laughs> Go ahead, Lisa. Keep going. Don't stop oh. me. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so that's what we've been working on. Because we go up, we go down. Sometimes he can't stand me. Sometimes I can't stand him. But we always come back. So you just you just have to have patience with a man, especially one that didn't been in prison. Because it ain't easy. Ground. We find a way to find a common ground. Patience. Yeah, it ain't easy. Trust me. Oh, my God. Jesus, Lord. And he always tells me, I don't know why you ain't left me. I ain't shit. I'd be like, no, no, you're not. You are the shit. You are very much the shit. That's why I'm still here. Okay, but, baby, thank you. Now, see, I'm giving my affirmations. Yeah, <laughs> it's why it's why it's so important for couples to come like on uh, some of these uh topics because it's good to hear from other side. Like, I'm I'm stuck with her being here because I asked her to start with it from the beginning with me, but sometimes I don't want her here, I want to just talk to the guys. Just joking, but sometimes it's it's, it's good for her to hear her talk about my stuff because. 
Like, yeah, I don't like yeah. airing our dirty laundry, but it's something about accountability and a certain thing about like the spirit convicting us. Like when we doing something wrong and nobody has to see it, we know it ain't right. And, and what Lisa just said, she just gave me a tip. She said, because I'm listening to her, she may talk to me, I'm listening to her, but maybe I'm not looking at her in her eyes. Mm -hmm. Maybe she might not, she not feeling totally heard or totally felt or totally respected. And that's easy, guys. Thank you, Lisa. That's easy. That's a, that's a sis. <laughs> sis, thank and, you. And sometimes it could feel a little misogynistic. Like, I don't know whoever has children, if y'all seen that movie Milan, where, you know, when she's a a girl, like, when she's in, she's impersonating herself as a, as a guy for her father because her father's too old. He can't go to war. It's an Asian film. And he impersonates, she impersonates herself as his son so she can go to war for him. And she's the leader. All the fellas are following her. She's dressed as pink. You know, she's a, she's a guy, a little boy in the film, but then she's actually female. But once she like turns back into herself, like none of the guys can hear, it's like deaf ears. <laughs> like they can't hear nothing she's talking about. And I promise sometimes, sometimes I feel like it's like that, but I know that his, his heart means well. I mean, he's, his heart is in the right place, so Thank I don't you, take too much. Uh, I don't take it personally too bad. Thank you, fellas. Thank uh, you. So much. No, but uh, I was just wanted to say this right here about healthy relationships. You you can know. Check this out. Think about this right here. Why do you think actors don't mess with, don't marry other actresses? Most people, the reason that they don't is because some people don't know how to come out of character. Okay, so. When you when you're an actor, you have to be good at going into character, and you got to be good at coming out of character. Denzel's wife is not an actor, okay, actress, but they have a great relationship. Even when you're a businessman, you don't want to marry a woman that's a business, especially if she's trying to compete with you. See what I'm saying? You want someone to say, "Hey, I'm gonna put the ball in your hands because I believe that you can do this." And the only way I'm going to follow you is if you follow what God wants you to be to me. Okay. God didn't make woman really as our equal. He made her as our helper. And I'm just quoting the Bible. Like I said, and I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to hit no hit on anybody, but I know because uh, I'm in a relationship. I'm married and marriage, a relationship, marriage relationship is not easy. You think oh, people are going to argue and fight and everything else. Okay. But certain things that I have to give up. In order to be righteous to her, and certain things she got to give up to be righteous to me. You know, you can't bring your luggage. And you know, I talk to my ex-wife, but hey, do you have trust in me that I can talk to my ex-wife? That's why she's my ex-wife because I'm not with her no more. But me and her have a friendship. That should show you something right off the top. If I still have a friendship with my ex-wife, that means that we didn't leave each other with a foul way. We left each other because we didn't. We knew it wouldn't work. Do each other a favor. If you really care about each other, leave each other alone in that way. Just become, just be friends. Keep it platonic, you know? And then, like I said, I think that most men, and I think most women, they want to be told by their partner that they can do it. They want to be pat on the back by them. You know, they, they want this type of feeling that, hey, you know what? Because I remember, like, my wife, when I first met my mother was always saying, Babe, don't worry about it. You're going to do it. You're going to get it. And that was really why a lot of reasons that I did get it. Because she said, 
She kept telling me it's going to happen for me. Don't worry. Stop stress. Just pray. And I was doing it. I mean, you know, and, you know, we have our little ups and downs. We have our quarrels because I'm a, I'm, I'm a type of person that I like things done. I'm punctual. I don't like to be late with things. Okay. I get things done. You know, I apologize for being so, I guess, rigid when it comes to business. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm behind. Okay. I got to catch up with everybody else. I'm with you. You see what I'm saying? I'm with yeah, you. So I got to catch up with everybody. So if you think that I'm stressing, you, are, you, you need to look at the resiliency. I shouldn't even be here probably, but I'm here. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not, I'm not no type of person that won't apologize. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Come on. I've been wrong a whole bunch of times. Okay. But and like I said, I do get upset when I have a wife or we have a partner or um, what what do they call that? The other, uh, what kind of other is it, Denise? Uh, another, uh, other, what is it called? When you when you're together in a relationship, it doesn't matter, man, woman. Uh, what does it say? Your your other half. Significant, okay? significant. Uh, your, your significant other. It's like this right here. Is that you're on a team, and if you want to win, you got to say to yourself, "Okay, babe, this is how I feel about this." Or you say, "Hey, this is what I feel about this." And either I'm gonna give, or the relationship. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It, it's just, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. So sometimes I gotta bow down. Sometimes I gotta apologize when I ain't even the one wrong. Ugh. Because for one thing, I have to let that person know that they're important to me. You know, and I have to tell my wife that all the time. I say, I say, you're important to me, but I'm not no punk. <laughs> okay, you can't talk to me any kind of way. You know? And that's just all it is. And she ain't no punk, because I already know I got a couple of left shots from her before. <laughs> but the, but hey, I never hit her. Never put my hands on her. I don't hit women. Thank you, brother. And, uh, and that's why I basically just wanted to say, like I said, in a relationship, it's a give and take situation. And, you know, I know younger people than, my, than myself, you know, you're going to just stick with each other. You'll get older. You know what I'm saying? And it'll work out if you're still serious about being with that person and praying. Because you got to ask God sometimes, look, God, I can't do this by myself. Can you help me out? Thank you, and brother. then God touches their heart. Okay, Rick. So I'm gonna get out the way because you know me. I'm, I'm I like to philosophize. So I know. Uh, God bless. No, I know. <laughs> I, know. I got to get on this book, man. So God bless you Love guys. Thank you for giving me an ear. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate Thank it. I've been listening to you guys. Like I said, just like I said, just hang in there. And it'll get better. Don't worry about it. Man, look, we love to hear you, man. You got a lot of wisdom coming out of your voice. It's just the fact that we out of time, like we we're a little bit over time, like we kept people longer than we expected to. It's our uh, six sixteen right now, so I'm glad that you uh, said your piece. I want to act. I want to end with you saying your piece, but now that you did it, so done. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have my friend to make the flyer for the Mother's Pride um, luncheon for December the seventeenth, and I will send it to you guys so you guys can share it. Okay. December the 17th, y'all heard it right here. You yeah, at 1 o'clock. At 1 o'clock. You're going to hear it every week until that day that uh, we're going to be supporting a mother's cry at their, uh, their lunch at December 17th at their shop. So thank you so much for that date and that time. You guys heard that. Kurt, close us out, Kurt. What's up, Cuddy? I'm in the same boat. Everybody said basically what it is. I hope everybody, I took something from this, so I hope everybody gained some knowledge. So if everybody just kind of um, just just keep building the group up, keep staying positive, and just have a great week, and then come back. Do you okay. know? Hey, thank you, everyone, for coming. I love y'all, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Like Malise say, I love you. Thank you.
Enjoy your night. Blessings. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone.